0: Hi there, everyone. This is Fox News' Roop Raj on the November 16th edition of Let It Rip. We got into two heated issues here at home. Republican lawmakers in the House say the Democrats are ramming bills through in order to adjourn the session early, and they say that needs to stop. The bills that are being rushed through, and what the Republicans say needs to happen instead. We'll take a look at that. But first, we're talking about the border crisis. This time, affecting people in Metro Detroit as high-end homes are broken into, apparently by South American gangs, many of whom actually came from the border, according to the sheriff of Oakland County. We're taking a closer look at that. And with that, let's let it rip. Tonight on Let It Rip.
1: Secure the border, fix the immigration system. Do your damn job.
0: Criminals target high end homes in Metro Detroit looking for luxury items to steal. And the Oakland County Sheriff pointing the finger to the South. He says criminals are coming from South America. We're debating if stricter laws are needed or the laws on the book just need to be enforced. Plus, a showdown in Lansing, Republican lawmakers accusing the Dems of railroading bills into the legislature in order to get their priorities passed. The bills, including gun control, that Democrats say have to be passed, and the reason they want to adjourn the legislative session early. not a let it rip we're talking about the problems of the southern border and the impact it's having on people right here in Metro Detroit believe it or not it's hitting homes right here I'm joined now by Democratic Congresswoman Haley Stevens attorney and conservative advocate Terry Johnson former Democratic State Representative Sherry Gay Dignago and conservative commentator Rebecca Kiesling who lost two sons to fentanyl Fox 2 anchor and attorney Charlie Langton here as well good to see all of you let's get right to it let's let it rip uh, fentanyl obviously something that we've talked about for a while coming from the southern border, human trafficking potential terrorism, and now we're talking about gangs that are coming into our area here in Metro Detroit and breaking into high-end homes. Congresswoman Haley Stevens, uh, many people out there are saying this administration has failed when it comes to the border, and the Vice President Kamala Harris, who Republicans named the border czar, is not doing enough. Do you agree with that?
2: Well, we've had a border crisis for as long as I have been in Congress, and that has been under two presidential administrations. We have climate change that is impacting southern migration. We have conflicts going on south of Mexico. We're certainly seeing that with Venezuela and people coming up. And we also see that President Biden right now has asked Congress for the funding to increase Border Patrol agents, to increase the judges that are down there, to make sure that we have safety, to make sure that we have the technology to ensure that fentanyl isn't coming through our border, and this is one of the reasons why the president was just meeting with the head of China, Xi Jinping, just this week, saying, we have got to get our hands, hands wrapped around this fentanyl crisis. But
0: the president is saying that, but the vice president has been in charge of this for some time, and we know for a fact that uh, from July to the the, um, the month after that, there were up 33% when it comes to the number of people coming in. That's according to U.S. Customs and Border Protection. Uh, people are pointing the fingers squarely at at Kamala Harris saying she's just not doing enough. Do you think she has a handle on this? Those numbers
2: ebb and flow, but I'm going to tell you what. Kamala Harris, our vice president, is a lawyer. Sherry Gay Dodnego can talk to to her talent as well because she saw her campaign in Detroit. She's seen her come in to our state. She is tough. She's a negotiator, and she is doing the deep work that isn't just always catching headlines. The numbers, they they dropped earlier in the spring. They're (laughs) back up. Congress needs to appropriate these dollars and we need to take the politics out of this. This is absolutely about safety, security, and human dignity. I've to the southern border. Well, I've seen
0: what goes and, on. And Kamala Harris has traveled there once and hadn't returned since. That was in 2021. And many people, right. Terry Johnson, are saying this vice president could do better. But to Congresswoman's point, this is a problem that ebbs and flows. And for many Republicans out there to have this absolute feeling that unless you build a wall,
3: then you're not doing anything is hogwash, according to many
0: Democrats. You see why. There's other things that need to be done.
3: Well, let's, let's talk about what the Congresswoman just brought up. You know, President Biden now is having an issue. He Now he's seeing the problem. What's the first thing he did when he got in office, okay? He stopped a lot of the things that President Trump was doing. But it was building the wall, Terry. He but, says but, there's but a better way to it. do it. Is there a better way than just building a wall? Well, but it's a start, okay? Right now, and I have friends who are border agents and who have to go down there, and guess what's going on? They're just watching people go across the border. Why? Because these are the orders that have come across. Yes, today, Joe Biden is asking for for certain things, he wants more judges down there. Why wasn't this done before? Because if you remember, the problem was it was a Republican problem down in Texas, down in Arizona. But now it's a Democrat problem because it's affecting places like New York City, Chicago, and even closer to home here in Metro Detroit. Well, and we know in
0: Bloomfield Hills and Oakland Township and other areas around Metro Detroit, we've seen these homes being broken into. Sherry Gay Dagnago, a lot of people out there are saying, including the sheriff of Oakland County, saying, do your damn job come up with a policy that actually stops this problem from getting worse do you agree with the sheriff when he says that well- I mean, I think the the pressure that uh,
4: the crisis at the border is causing to law enforcement, to our National Guard, um, to Texas, to now that's making its way north to Michigan. Certainly, I mean, everyone is concerned because at the end of the day, any uh, expense that is spent on addressing this crisis locally is taken away from residents and the issues that we have. I mean, currently I serve as a Detroit school board member, and so having. 2,600 homeless children and then looking at the issues that are being caused by uh, migration or those crossing the border and then the the exposure of fentanyl coming to our communities, you know, do I want to spend money in addressing these issues or do I want to spend money addressing the crisis we have locally? And so, so this is something
0: that all leaders, and it shouldn't be a partisan issue. But should it be uh, either or, Sherry? I mean, can't you spend money on both? Can't we take care of things at well, home and also well, seal, well, I mean, seal up the uh, issue we, we,
4: we, we, we don't have an indispensable amount of funding to address all the issues that we're faced with daily if that were the case we wouldn't still be talking about homelessness locally in affordable housing but certainly we have to do something to address these issues and we have to look at what what structure is in places like Mexico and Guatemala, and issues that are contiguous to the border, and how do we better uh, help to transform some of the issues they are having so they don't have to come across our border? And our vice president did say, don't come. Now, I Ooh, know many that's scary. I know many of the progressives had issues with that, but she's, she's speaking from a place of wanting to ensure that there's safety, uh, to make sure that there's adequate resources. But don't
0: come enough from, from the person who's in charge of this particular project? It's
4: not enough, but in all actuality, I think in some instances, the vice president was put in a place where she was almost set up to fail, because this is not an issue that can be solved. By the vice president, Congress has to come together and do their part, and not have these standoffs. To say she I is spot on, she is not
3: spot on. Why not, Terry? She's not spot on because again, when Donald Trump had the stay in Mexico policy, oh my God, he's a racist, he's this, he's that. But now, when she's when Donald Trump said stay in Mexico, not only did he say that he had policies that sent people back to Mexico so they can come in here legally, yeah. he's a racist, he's so everything a the double standard uh, co- co- uh, uh sharing oh, no, when no. When Trump says up. "stay out," and when Kamala Harris
0: says "stay out," we have two different
4: feelings. But it's the intentionality behind the messaging,
0: and so All for the intentions. place where
4: the vice president is coming from, is a safety aspect and losing lives coming across the border, children being lost. That, th- those are issues where she's let's, empathetic let's, to those concerns. Let's get right to Rebecca oh. Kesley. And, and let's not she,
2: forget President Trump had the Muslim ban. So yes, And President he had, Obama
3: had children in cages. But let's let's just,
0: not we, forget we, that. We, we have an issue here with fentanyl, human trafficking, mm-hmm. potential terrorists that are loading up at the border in Mexico mm-hmm. who are from other countries in the Middle East who are trying to come on in because they know it's a soft target. Rebecca Kiesling, how how important is this to you, that you lost two sons to fentanyl. When you hear of what the Biden administration is doing, why don't you think that's enough?
5: Well. I- I saw firsthand what the problem is when I testified at the border hearing at the end of February, and I heard um, congressmen talking about you know that this is racism and talking about um, children being taken away from their parents under Trump, and I just thought, you know, and I said, my children were taken away from me forever, you know. Can be reunited with DNA evidence, you can, and you got to make sure they're not being trafficked. So, yeah, sometimes they have to be separated to make sure these kids aren't being trafficked. But I will never have my children back. And Biden laughed. He laughed the very next day because my testimony went viral. And he was addressing House Democrats the very next night. And he said, Oh, you saw that poor mom who lost her two children? And he says, Well, it turns out <laughs> the fentanyl they got came during the last administration. <laughs> and the Democrats who were present were disgusted. You could hear them gasp that he talked like Haley, that He doesn't Co- care.
0: Congresswoman, when you heard the president do that, that made national headlines. That was upsetting to a lot of people. You can see why.
2: Well, certainly I know the president um, has lost three children as well. And um, I, I knew uh, his son Beau uh, from the campaign. Uh, I remember when he passed away, and I, I, I will just say that losing a child is a horrible pain. I give you so much credit for continuing to advocate on so many different fronts, and you know I apologize if you have ever had a negative experience while doing your work, because We had, you know, the president wrote a book about losing his children, and the first two were in it, you know.
5: The the rest of us don't have Secret Service agents to help make sure our sons stay alive, like he has for Hunter, you know. And he just met with (laughs) the head of China, and they came up with um, their agreement on fentanyl is that they'll, China will work to curb fentanyl. Curb? Curb. What does that mean? And they're sending the precursors to Mexico, to the cartels on purpose. They're trying to kill off our population. It's a war.
0: And so, Charlie, when you hear these two sides, there has to be some kind of a solution that these two sides have to come together and and work on.
1: I think the bottom line here is that there are people coming into this country illegally. And I do think we have to strengthen the border. And I do think we have to put in place a process for people who want to come to this country legally. We probably do need more judges. And I think we do need to spend more time because it is a problem and it is affecting Metro Detroit, it's affecting you personally and I get that, yeah. but it is affecting Metro Detroit. I do believe, I talked to some of the police today, apparently there are people from South America I guess coming into this. into. County, your district actually, and they're yeah. they're s- stealing, they're robbing. They're very sophisticated people. Now, so we do need someone at the border to try and prevent this. But again, these are hardcore
3: criminals. The, the Remain in Mexico policy under Trump was working. It,
5: it needs to be remain or else, it Thank can't you. just be, oh, we hope you'll remain. It's got to be or else there's got to be consequences. It's not a partisan but issue, just, though. It's been going on in the Trump administration. But it was undone
0: by Biden, Congresswoman, the, the, reason, the reason people believe this is a partisan issue is because of this. You have two groups that believe that there is a problem. Yes, that's true. But you have one group that says, let's close the border. The other group says, let's find a, a humane and, and an ethical and, and, a, and a better way of solving the root cause of the issues that are happening in those countries, so people don't feel the need to come. But will that take too long? Don't we need to do something sooner? I think we can do both. Absolutely,
2: that's it. We need to do both, and Sherry was spot on. Truly, we are holding up a border security package that is going to tie into Ukraine funding, that's going to tie into aid to Israel, and support for Taiwan. These are all democracies, by the way, that we are allied with, and we need to
5: get that funding done. 125,000 are going to die this year. This This should be the number one issue in America, 125,000 will die this year. The year my son Caleb was born, 20,000 died from drug-related deaths. The year they died, 100,000. Three years later, 125,000 will die. This should be the number one priority. This is a war and we need to act like it. They're not
3: acting like this. is a war. If we shut the border down and then work on a way to get people in. I don't, I believe we can do both but it's got to start with closing the border unless they come in legally as Charlie said. Both sides agree on one
0: thing that our children and in honor of your sons we say this our children need to be protected from fentanyl our people need to be protected from any crime that comes up that border how we get there Congresswoman you're in power there in Washington continue to take this conversation with you and talk to them them. that's what we need to do and do more than that as you say act well coming up next it's a showdown at the state Capitol the next generation of state lawmakers ready to battle it out. One side says the other is ramming bills through the house and it's for the wrong reasons. We dive into the heated debate but first we're taking let and rip on the road with Charlie.
1: What do you think about our border? easy for people to get into the united states
3: i think it's way too easy they
1: have an open door policy now they got too many people here they can't we can't even feed them all are you worried about people illegal people coming coming in in. yes because they you don't know
4: what they bring in diseases or just anything especially with the covid just came around
1: you never know have you heard stories though about people coming into this country illegally and then committing crimes
3: yeah um that, that's. I think that's terrible. Honestly, you know, people coming in from illegally, you know, especially illegally. You know, I just. I feel like you gotta gotta take corrective action. You gotta put your foot down. I think
4: it's a problem because we ain't got no room. We ain't got no room for nobody else. We trying to figure out what's going over here ourselves. Perhaps
1: it might be more important to address the needs for them to have to come here.
0: All right, back down on that, rip with Republican State Representative Josh Shriver, Democratic State Representative Noah Arbit, both here to talk about this issue that we've been talking about for a while now, which is the accusation that there is some bill ramming going on, where the Democrats are ramming bills through in order to get this all done. Attorney and anchor Charlie Langton joins us now as well to talk about this. All right, so let's talk about how heated this is getting. I invited Representative Shriver and also Representative Arbett to join us. And Representative Shriver actually put this together uh, as a little indication of the heat that we will feel here tonight, (laughs) a little promotional thing, Shriver versus Arbett on Fox News, Let It Rip. The reason this is so important to you, Representative Shriver, is you think that the Democrats are acting way too quickly and just in, in the veil of darkness, trying to pass and push bills through, and you've had enough of it.
6: What's going on? It's been the same thing since day one. My first day, it was like uh, it was like the state of the state, but bigger. Everyone had like three guests. It was packed, and we still didn't have the house rules. This is back in January, and I'm texting Democrats and I'm texting Republicans. Where are the rules? Where are the rules? No one had the rules. We finally got them uh, like an hour, two hours beforehand. So I'm scrambling through, trying to read, trying to see what's in it, what's not in it uh and then we ended up having a situation where uh the speaker was actually chosen prior to the rules so that the speaker could preside over the rule uh, uh process which is pretty unorthodox. And then uh, in that process, I stood up with my hand held high and I was not recognized, which uh, the speaker is uh, justified to do. Sure. And so that was the very, very beginning. Since then, fast forward to June, the House budget, another big item. Literally, the stack of papers are this big. And you
0: say you didn't get enough time to look after it. Look, ta- look at all the notes, we're, right?
6: We're talking hours to review everything that's in it. And so, in between that, you have weekly agendas. I had Oxford uh, Middle School, shout out to Oxford, uh, go O go Town. Uh, they came in uh, actually on the last day of session, ironically, we got 12 bills added on the last day of session at 4 a.m. with a 10 a.m. start time. So six not-
0: hours to look after all these bills. You're Representative Noarbit, no-arbit. I mean, Representative Shriver and other Republicans are saying this Democratic House is just basically shoving and ramming bills through as quickly as they can. We know that the renewable energy bill in a rush was done, and it was the wrong version of it that was initially presented.
7: Is that, is that
0: indicative and emblematic of the problem of the Democrats just going crazy and trying to rush all these bills through too quickly?
7: <laughs> no, not uh, at all. Um, I think the fact is, is that, you know, we we fixed that issue right away. It was, you know, non-issue. We went back and adopted the right substitute uh, amendment uh, to the bill, and it, w- it wasn't an issue. But you know, I, w- I will say this, which is that, you know, this is the first time that we've had a Democratic government um, in, in generations uh, prepared to actually answer the call of the voters of the state of Michigan to address the cascading crises that are all around us, whether it's crises in public safety, crises in, in mental health, in the climate, um, you know, in, in Public health, right? Um, and but so should that's a healthy debate. There has been debate? healthy debate. There absolutely has been healthy debate. Every every bill that we pass goes has a robust committee process, robust stakeholder process. So the idea that we are ramming bills through, this is the normal process of the of the legislature. And this is the normal process of the legislature as it has been done under Republican majorities for decades. Whether it's
0: right or wrong, and who's done it before? Twenty last-minute amendments on that renewable
7: energy bill, and a lot of people are saying, I didn't even get a chance to read this. Energy is an incredibly complex uh, public policy issue, and, you know, we know that we need to get this right and make sure that, you know, we are addressing the issue so regarding the climate. So does it deserve climate.
0: more time, uh, Representative Orbit, t- to be these looked bills at? These bills
7: were worked on for months and months and months, and as amendments were written and, make you know, promulgated, uh, you know, absolutely we had a, 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 time, a time to review those and make sure that um, a lot of them were technical in nature as well. Listen, elections have consequences. You're Republican, right?
1: Yes. And the makeup of the House is what? Democrat. And the Senate is what? Democrat. And the governor is what? Democrat. You lose. You're done. Done. Get yourself, get more Republicans elected. They, Republicans, when they were in the majority, they did the same thing. The elections have consequences. Now, you should probably be up on the bills, but to ramming these things through, you knew the Democratic agenda. You knew what this but guy was going to do. They do One, they of, the re- do one it. of
0: the reasons the Democrats want to adjourn early is so that they can move up the presidential primary True. from uh, March to, to February. And one of the reasons they want to do that is because they believe that that will make Michigan a power player, in the, in the fifth one to vote in the country. Which is not a partisan but, issue. But, Representative Shriver, the issue that many Democrats are saying is that there are six senate republicans who are holding that whole thing up Mm -hmm. they wouldn't have to end early if these six senate republicans would just say hey you know what let's go ahead and vote to move this primary up what's wrong
6: with that I just really wanted to uh Comment on one of the representatives' points. But could you please
0: answer that question first? What's wrong with the six Senate Republicans? Are they not the ones who are holding up the issue right now in the Senate to move the presidential primary
6: up? And had they voted on that, maybe the Democrats wouldn't be adjourning early. It sounds like that might be the case, but I can't really comment on what's going on over there. I gotta gotta keep my focus on what's going on in my own world. So to to, to Representative Arbitt's point, the robust committee process; thirty-four bills have bypassed that robust committee process no public hearing uh... and so that's number one and number two uh... furthermore into my story i was speaking to uh... the middle schoolers from oxford and i said imagine if you got your homework four hours before it was due you found out your tests and your homework and everything for the week and you found out the night before at seven o'clock every single week for the whole year what kind of state would that create no pun intended and so that's really my gripe and and the issues and the platforms you're right we know we know what's coming but at the same time the people of michigan don't know what's coming at uh, on a weekly basis. And so what I've done on my X page is I've sent out the agenda when I get it. Usually it's around 7 o'clock Monday night. And so I just transparently give it to the people to let them know what's coming up so that they can be a part of the process and be involved and engaged to have an impact.
0: So is there a better way, Representative Arbit, to do this? You have education, gun gun control, clean energy, all kinds of, of, of issues that are of import to both sides. Should there
7: not be more consideration given to the fact that some people need to maybe sit down and read this stuff? There absolutely is. We we obviously sit sit with our bills and have robust conversations about you know the right way to approach these these issues and in a, in a manner that is going to have fidelity to what the voters have asked us to do, right? And you know I think it's rich. He votes he votes against everything anyways, you know. So uh, you know most of the things anyways. But you know for the for the majority party, who you know we actually have to have you know a robust conversation because you know a lot of the times we're expected to vote with with uh, with the agenda uh, that is being promulgated. And so if we don't want to do that, or if there needs to be Changes. We have to have those. Uh, can I ask
1: you how many Republican ideas have made it into Democratic
7: proposed bills? I mean, I, I don't have a way to quantify what do you that. Think but it but would just be. generally, anecdotally. I, I, I would say probably it, it hasn't changed from when uh, the shoe was on the other foot. I would say not, probably not ma- Probably but around is, the same is this, amount.
0: this is this a right. serve the taxpayers of both sides of the political aisle? Well, to say, hey, you know what? It was like this when you all had power. So deal with it. I actually, is that the I right actually, way to? I
7: actually, pray that? That, I actually think that the Democrats, uh, our our Democratic House majority, has actually, um, in in many ways, transformed the way that the legislature uh, does business. And we actually have uh, included conversations. I know this. Speaker, Speaker Tate has reached out to Minority Leader Hall on a number of occasions to try to work together um, on a number of issues, and I, you know, I, I don't know where those conversations have gone, but I know that we are always open and willing to, to work with, with anyone to get the job done. So
0: Representative Shriver what, uh, Shriver, what does that look like for you in terms of working better together? What does that look like for you?
6: When you say we have robust discussions and we uh, evaluate and, and, and do whatever we do, you're talking about your party when I say we need to see what's going on I'm talking about the people
7: of Michigan and and the people of Michigan absolutely through their legislators and we we try to communicate robustly with our constituents about you know the issues on the agenda you know I always send out emails and Facebook posts, very active telling the people of West Bloomfield and Commerce what I'm voting on today and the bills that I'm sponsoring so you know to the extent that our voters don't know what we're doing we can always do better, but to the extent that voters don't know what we're doing, that you have to ask the, the legislator themselves, why aren't you doing a better job of communicating with your district?
0: We're going to come back on the other side of the break with some final thoughts. We'll be right back. All right, final thoughts on this uh, showdown in Lansing. Representative Schreiber.
6: I just wanted to say to the people of Michigan, I love you. Uh, God is love, and at the end of the day, we need to have love conquer. We need to have peace, rule, and reign, and uh, in order for us to work together to solve the problems that we desperately need, we need to get God's involvement, and we need to seek higher power. Representative Shriver, thank you. Representative Arbett, what can be done to make things better out
0: there in Lansing for the people at home?
7: Well, I'm, I'm really excited because I think for the past year, our Democratic majority in the legislature has worked to ensure that every Michigander, uh, from kids, seniors, and every Everyone in between has access to the rights, resources, and opportunities to go as far as their talents and ambitions will take them. And that's what you're going to continue to get with Democrats in charge of Lansing. Charlie, you say that we've seen this movie before just with a different plot with different people. the
1: majority? To the victor goes the spoils. Is that the the saying there? A work together would be great, but it's not going to happen. But we'll see.
0: All right. We'll continue to watch it as we do all the time right here from Detroit all the way to Lansing. That does it for this edition of Let It Rip.